The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Welcome back to The Real Scoop. What's up, y'all? I'm your host, Chastity Andrea. Thank you for tuning in. The third episode will be about boundaries. And thanks to everybody that participated in the surveys and polls that I did on my Instagram story. So your feedback will be a point of reference on this episode. I see a lot of stuff on social media and it makes me sit back and wonder, you know, what is really my point of view on this? Because I can feel it on both ends. Like I understand how people feel in these different scenarios that put you in a tough situation. And I think it's important to, you know, learn how to use boundaries over time because different lessons in life have taught us how important it is to protect our space and our peace of mind. And boundaries are important when dealing with friends, lovers, and even family. And I know with family, it can get a little tricky, but hey, it is what it is. Family got to, you know, have a lane too. So I decided to bring on a guest co-host. I'm so excited for her to come on and I'll let her introduce herself. But when I asked her to be a part of the show on this episode, she gladly agreed and she was excited as well. So I'm so happy to have somebody who actually wants to be a part of it. Once she introduces herself, we can get into it. Hey y'all, I'm Kyla Kionze and I'm originally from Memphis, but I currently am living in New Orleans. Hey girl, welcome to the show. And yes, y'all, she's all the way in New Orleans and I'm in Atlanta. So it's very cool that we were able to link up and record this episode. So I basically want to just dive right in and get into the nitty gritty and see how people feel about this stuff. So I want to know what is the order of importance for a man when dealing with the mother the wife and the kids because you know I've seen a few things online where it's like yeah your mom is your mom but your wife is still your life partner so she trumps your mom in most scenarios when you have your own household it's going to be wife well god wife and kids and then you know parents and stuff like that I think for me I think it will it will be like that for me I think it should be god wife kids and then you know your parents and and things like that because once you start your own life then you start to have your own priorities and different things become important to you that maybe weren't so important before you started your own family so right now I don't have a family of my own so my parents are my go-to people and they're very important to me so I'm sure when I get a husband it'll be my husband the kids, and then parents. I do think that there are a few people out there that think differently. You know what? Whatever floats your boat, different strokes for different folks. But what do you think? What's your opinion? So I don't know. I just feel like this question has been the topic of all social media for quite some time now. But I truthfully feel like your wife comes first. And I say this because not only from a biblical standpoint where the Bible does state that you should and will part from your mother and your father and you and your wife, your spouse will become one. But I also just feel like 
when you and your partner take those vows to God and truly become one, your household and what you create, nothing should come before that. Of course, God is the head of all, but nothing should come before your household. I presume that you guys are not going to have your moms in your homes with you. So I don't think that anyone that is not in your home that you take care of daily um, should come before the wife in the home that you created. Now, even if your mom is in the home with you, I still feel like your wife should come first, her feelings, her opinions. But that does not mean that that your mother doesn't fall, you know, high up there in the rankings. But your mom, I mean, your wife comes before her, period. And also your children come before your mother simply because this is what you created. You know, the, the family that you created is more important than what you come from, than the one that you come from, period. So I just feel like at the end of the day, what you create is always going to be more important than, you know, what you come from. Um, because that is your foundation. That's just your foundation. And now you have to go and be a real man and take those, take all of those tidbits that you got growing up to really solidify your household and show that, show what it is, show that it's a, it's one, it's a unit. So you can't show that that's a unit by having other outside relationships and bonds coming before what is in your house. Period. I totally agree with everything you just said. And I think for the most part, people agree with that. I feel like there are a couple of people who may say otherwise, but I don't know how well it's going to work out for them if they're putting other people before their immediate family members. And really, it shouldn't even be an issue. Everybody should be one. Everybody is a unit. But when it comes to making certain decisions and putting people's feelings as a priority, then yes. You should put your own immediate household, the people you take care of and the people that are going to take care of you, that should be your priority, which will be your spouse and your kids. Parents need to come after that, in my opinion, and obviously in your opinion too. So yeah, girl, we're on the same page. Now, I always say your boyfriend's friends are not your friends and vice versa. Your girlfriend's friends are not your friends. And it's not even a bad thing. You just got to know that they're going to have their back more than likely over yours. They're going to have their best interest at heart and they're going to take up for them and they're going to, you know, keep their secrets over you. So I think just be real with yourself in the beginning and then you'll be okay. But the question is, do you think it's weird to become friends with your boyfriend or your girlfriend's friends and why or why not? And in my opinion, I think that it's a bit of a risk to think that you're going to have the same strength of relationship with that person that they have with your with your partner because they knew them first. They've nine times out of 10 known them longer. There are some scenarios where somebody knew somebody else first, whatever. But whosoever friend it is, that's their friend for a reason. Of course, everybody's going to be kumbaya. Everybody's going to be cool. Everybody's going to be cordial. And then, you know, you might actually grow to like these people and vice versa. And y'all will have an organic relationship. But I just don't know how that boundary is going to remain the same between the with the loyalty of, you know, whose friend is this? So if some stuff pops off and the friend knows something, they... I don't know if they're really obligated to tell you. Do you feel like it's their responsibility to tell you something or like pick a side if y'all are arguing or so I think it's best to just understand that this is their friend. I don't have any beef or anything going into the situation, of course, but I'm always going to keep in the back of my mind. This is their friend. 
But if we grow to have our own friendship or like if I become friends with their girlfriend or something like that, cool. Like, and we can be cool and we'll grow into whatever level of friendship we have. So it could go both ways, but I just know to protect your feelings or whatever the case may be, I wouldn't go into it thinking, okay, these are my friends. So I 100% do feel like it's weird to seek out to become friends with your boyfriend or girlfriend's friends. However, I don't think that it's weird if over time from you all hanging out, you develop and you grow friendships with these people. I don't think that's weird. Um, It's just life when you are around people who have good vibes, who mesh well with you. Because I feel like a lot of times you and your partner are super similar. So a lot of the friends that they have, you know, they will have a good vibe that you like and because they work well with your partner. So I don't feel like it would be weird, but I think that it is weird when people just seek out like okay these his friends these her friends I'm about to go and make sure that they my friends too or see if we can go have lunch or or dinner or that's weird it ain't no point in you doing all that it's, it's it's really not a point for you to be doing it but I don't really think that it's weird I get it I totally get it and I agree let let it happen organically and we can move forward and we can keep it pushing and it is what it is So my next point that I want to touch on is it ain't nothing to cut that off, okay? When do you think it's time to cut a friend off? And this is where I went to Instagram because I really want to know, what are y'all thinking? So I'm going to read some of the responses. I'm not going to say who said it. Somebody said, telling him everything we say when he isn't around. Okay, so that could mean a couple of things. But that could really mean like if we giving you some advice and, you know, we just give you a little nugget of information on the strength of we trying to look out for you. And then you turn around and say who said it or say, oh, Chastity said this and that. It's like, girl, what are you doing? Be quiet. If you're not going to take the advice or if you're going to take this nugget and say who said it, then you you not getting no more information because I did this out the strength. I ain't do this to try to be messy, but I was just giving you a little bit of wisdom, a little a little bit of game. But hey, for this person, that is that's something that will get you cut off. Somebody said weird behavior, messing with somebody or talking to somebody I talk to in bad energy. Yeah, that's a whole lot, a lot right there. That's just a bad situation all the way around. Yeah, they got to go. Not being honest and jealous. Yes, I had a jealous best friend at one point and uh, it wasn't cute at all. So I get it. Somebody said, hating, if you cannot be happy for me, sis, you got to go. That's pretty much the same thing. Being jealous, being a hater. We do not need to compete. It's not a competition. Everybody said talking behind your back. Yeah, that's childish. That's like middle school at that point. Like if you're talking behind my back, then you just need to say it to my face. Somebody said telling my business. Yes, don't tell my business. Don't tell mine. Tell your business. I'm sure your business is just as juicy as mine. So we don't need to get into my business because it doesn't pertain to either one of y'all. Whoever you telling, it doesn't even pertain to you. And if it did, then we can call each other and talk about it. But at that point, you you got some other stuff you could be talking about. Just talk about yourself. Negativity, of course. Lying. Yeah, I don't I don't see the point in lying. What are we even lying about? So not being loyal, okay? And loyalty, everybody got a different definition of what loyalty is. So you know what? I get it. Being a user, 
carry your own weight, please. And thanks. You need to make sure you're contributing something to the friendship. Any relationship should have a contribution to it. If they're not your kids, I don't know. Hold your own weight. Everybody know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't even need to go into detail. But if you use the people, if you're a leech, you already know it. So we don't even have to talk that deep into it. Yeah, everybody has had to cut somebody off, cut a friend off at some point. But um, what do you think about that? Um, I really used to struggle with this growing up. I didn't really know when it was time to cut a friend off. But now as a 25-year-old adult, I feel like once a friendship is no longer conducive to growth um, on either party's side, then it's time to go ahead and let that go. Um, I feel like friendships are about a lot of things, but if a friendship cannot continue to help you grow in, um, in many ways, you know, not even just in your, your, I don't know, not even just in your relationship between you two, but growth in your life, period. If it's not helping you do better, then it's time to go ahead and cut that off because at that point it's dead ends. If something is not growing, then it's dead. And that's just how I feel. For me, I feel like, it's a different point. It's a different breaking point per person. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but when I think of the people I have cut off or the people I'm not friends with anymore, it was never, it was never the exact same reason and it never happened the exact same way. But when I look back, I don't think that we would be the same type of people to this day that would mesh very well as friends. And that's not even no shade. Like, Oh, that sounds so shady. But what I'm saying is they have their friends and I'm sure it works for them. And I have my friends and it works for me. And everybody doesn't have to be friends. Everybody, there's no room for 50 million friends. You can be associates, you can be cool and you can be cordial. But as far as being actual good friends with people, it's just no room to have all these people. Something's going to happen where you realize, okay, we're not a match. So it's okay, and it's not necessarily always a bad thing. And people grow into different type of different types of people, so it's all good. As long as there's no bad blood, hey, and even if it is some bad blood, just keep it pushing and be mature and be an adult about it. But yeah, I definitely, I feel the same way. What's not growing is dead. And just to like add on, I would most definitely cut a friend off for not reciprocating the love and support that I give them because I know the type of friend that I am and I know the love and the support that I give. So not that I'm saying that I only do that to get it reciprocated, but what I'm saying is, is that how could I have to look at you differently when you're not doing it? Like, how could you not give that back to a person that is showing you that their heart and their intentions are so pure? Um, I know it's kind of like, how can you say that your intentions are pure when you're expecting something in return? But we're all human here. We're all human. And I just feel like if you can't even meet me halfway and show some sort of love and support back to me, then I can't, I can't, I can't do the friendship and it got to be done. Now, hold up. Wait a minute. This is something that kind of was like viral on Twitter at one point. I don't know. Whoever is active on Twitter, you probably saw it because we all see the same stuff that goes viral at this point. But a woman's husband came to get her and her mother-in-law was in the front seat. And it was this frenzy in the comments about, oh, she needs to get in the back. Oh, it's not a big deal. So people were going back and forth about whether it was a big deal or not. 
that the mother-in-law was in the front seat and the wife had to get in the back. I want to know, would it bother you if your husband came to pick you up and had your mother-in-law in the front seat? So therefore, you had to get in the back. Does that bother you? <laughs> I mean, I personally feel like my husband is not a driving service. So why would his mama be in the back seat like he driving Miss Daisy? Of course, she going to be in the front. And I just feel like it's not really a wife and mother situation at that point. It's a, I respect my elders and I want her to sit in the front, have as much leg room as she needs, and I can get in the back. It's not a big deal. Like, I think that that's a childish mindset when people feel like, oh, I'm the queen, I'm the uh, madam, and I need to be in the front. You need to get out of the front seat and get in the back as soon as I, that's childish. Like, we ain't doing all that. I'll sit in the back, moms. It's cool. It's not a big deal. Well, the votes are in because I took a poll per usual on Instagram and most people said they would not care. They would not be mad. And it was like a little handful, probably about like eight people out of, I don't remember how many, but okay. I think it was like 30 something that said they would not be mad. And then there were eight people that were like, Really seven, because one person said they meant to click they would not be mad. So really like seven people who were like, yeah, she got to get in the back. And a couple of people messaged me and one person was like, they really are cool with their mother-in-law. So there is no reason at all that they would feel any type of way about sitting in the back seat. They they have a really good relationship with their mother-in-law. Somebody else was like, you know, I feel like the elders should sit in the front it's just a thing about respecting your elders. That's just how they feel about it. But on the back end, they slick don't really like their mother-in-law. So they slick would want her to be in the back on the strength that they don't even really care for her too much. And somebody else was saying, you know, it's no biggie that they can sit in the back and they don't have a problem with their mother-in-law sitting in the front. But if it was an ongoing thing or something like that, then they need to get in the back. So that's a mixed response. I think for me personally, that I wouldn't even think twice about it. The only reason why I would even think into it now is because it's, it was a thing. Like it was a thing on Twitter. And it was like, I didn't even know this was a thing until people made it into something. But on the front end, like not even seeing anything on social media about it, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought about I wouldn't have thought about it in like a, oh, this is you putting your mom before me. So if my husband rolled up with her in the front seat, I probably would just get in the back because I'm ready to go and I'm ready to sit down in the car anyway. And I'm not going to think that deep into it. And hopefully, by the grace of God, me and my mother-in-law get along. So it's not going to be a thing anyway. That's going to be my girl. That's going to be my, with respect, respectfully, that's going to be my friend. So I don't see what the big deal is. So, hmm, I guess that's one of those things where it's like different strokes for different folks, okay? Now, this is something that I think everybody would have a point of view on because we all follow those people that share just a taint too much of their personal business on social media. Just save it, save it for the group chat. But how much of your personal life do you put on social media and what is too much? Ooh, okay. So to be quite frank, 
I really don't put any of my personal life on social media because it's really nobody's business. That's why it's called a personal life. It's personal to me. <laughs> but I do see a lot of people putting their personal life on there. And I feel like it gets to a point of being too much when people are up uploading credit scores and uh, their places of work and check stubs. And I, that's too much. People ain't got to know all that. Because at that point, you're setting yourself up to get robbed or, you know, to put yourself in a whole other type of position that you don't need to be in. So I feel like it becomes too much when people are, one, uploading like their personal and finance information. And also it becomes too much when people are putting out things about their friendships and relationships that they should make a phone conversation or a text conversation. That should be something that you're talking about that person with, not social media. So I think that that's when it becomes too much, when you don't know when to separate. All right, this is real life reality, and this is social media. This is what I need to be dealing with in my real life, and this is something that I can put on social media to share with the world. So I kind of feel like that's when you know it's a little bit too much when you're putting out too much of that personal information. Yes, I get it. I for sure, I feel the same way. I don't put literally anything about my personal life on social media that's just how I feel but in general outside of social media I'm like that in real life like I'm really private in real life so I definitely think that people go too far and it's entertaining for that little 0.5 seconds but I really feel bad because it's like don't do that girl or don't do that dude don't put all that money on there don't be spreading don't I think that R.I.P. Pop Smoke, but he had received something like a gift. And I think I could be wrong, but I think that when he had put it on his story, it showed the shipping address or whatever where he was staying at. And that's how things took a left turn and went for the worst. Even with me, with my with my real estate business, real estate is not for everybody, but a lot of people have real estate investments on the side, even with their nine to five jobs or whatever. So I sell my ebook and I tell people how I do what I do. People are natural skeptics. So with some stuff you have to show, okay, this is real. This is a thing. And I show, you know, you can make a profit from this. But even with that, even with promoting my ebook and promoting my real estate business, I just, I feel apprehensive because one, I don't want to seem like I'm bragging because I'm not. Like I'm very humble out here. But it just still feels like, ooh, like I don't, I don't, I don't like to talk about how much money I make. I don't like doing that. But it is a marketing tactic. But yeah, I even with that, I'd be like, ooh, Lord, like, let me just, I try to promote, but I try not to overdo it because it's not even, I can't do stuff like that. I think it's too much too to be talking about money and stuff like that on social media. But with sharing your, your personal woes and your relationship woes and stuff like that. I've never been that girl. Now, back in the day, I probably did have some Twitter arguments, but those days are long gone. Okay. But <laughs> yeah, just, just keep it cool and keep it off the internet because people are going to be laughing at you. And if you got some real friends, they're going to tell you, don't do that. Delete all that. Delete it. Just delete it. And people probably have screenshots, but hey, at least it's not on the World Wide Web anymore. Speaking of what's not growing is dead. And we were touching on that more from a friend standpoint. 
But from a romantic relationship standpoint, when is it time to end that relationship? Because I feel like with romantic relationships, everybody has a different breaking point. And you can see red flags, but a lot of times those red flags are ignored. And off the strength of your feelings, you stay in a situation too long and then damage is done when it shouldn't have been done because it could have ended long ago. And I think for some people, it is harder to let go of a situation. I know for cancers, like my zodiac sign, we are very nostalgic people and we are emotional hoarders. So we hold on to a lot of memories. And I think because of that, for us cancers, it's probably harder to like end a romantic situation or even if it does end at the proper time, it's hard to get over that situation versus somebody who, you know, can just say, hey, it is what it is and move on. I think even if you don't have the guts to end the relationship when it should, it will end itself. Now, the bad part about a relationship ending itself is that it's going to get ugly. Some feelings are going to be hurt to the 10th degree when your feelings could have just been hurt a little bit on the front end if you would have took the initiative to recognize, hey, it's time to let this go. Or you can at least look at the situation for what it is, learn how to maneuver, learn how to maneuver until you feel like you you have all the cards to, you know, play the game, play it right. But in most cases, just, and I'm talking more about single people, like transitioning or talking to people in between. But like, if you're in a real, real serious relationship that has reached the expiration date, then you need to be real with yourself and understand that you may still love this person but the time is up and you got to just be strong and, you know, figure out a way to move forward with your own life. Okay, so I did not know that I was going to touch on this question with my other answer as far as friendships. But I definitely feel like at the same rate or time that you would cut off a friendship that is dead and is no longer growing, you should do the same to relationships. Like there is no... It shouldn't be a boundary difference with a relationship and a friendship as far as cutting something off. If something is dead, it's time to let it go. And just because something isn't growing or is dead, that doesn't always mean a bad thing. That's just It just means that that season for it is over and it didn't make it to the next one. It doesn't mean like, oh, it's dead. It's, it's, not, it's, it's horrible. It, it has to end bad. It doesn't always have to mean that. So I feel like at the same time or time frame that you end a friendship you can definitely apply that to your romantic rela- relationships as well okay now let me ask you this is it weird to be cordial with an ex like or still be cool with an ex like if you see them out y'all speak y'all say what's up if they've moved on if you moved on or if you're single but they moved on or vice versa are y'all still speaking when you see each other or is it like when you see me act like you don't know me In most cases, for me, it's like nine times out of 10, they're probably like blocked. And y'all know who blocked. If you blocked, you know you blocked, okay? You you know who you are. But it's like, or are you cordial? I think it's possible. I think it's possible to be cordial and be cool. But I don't know to what extent. Like, is that weird? Like, at what point is that weird? 
So I'm never being cool with the dicks. Like we're never being cool. We're never going to talk. We're never going to be friends. I don't care if we didn't end on a bad term. If we wanted to be friends that bad, we should have been friends from the jump. That's it. We ain't talking no more. It's over. Like that's just how I feel about this situation. And as far as like blocking goes, you will be blocked. However, you don't have to be because once I make up in my mind that we are never speaking again and we are never going to be cool again, then we are never going to talk again. That is not going to change. Like we may talk in another lifetime and become cordial and cool in another lifetime. But in this one, we won't be cool. And as far as like being cordial, like in person here today, cordial to me is high and by. And I don't even see a situation where we would need to say hi and bye. What what would we need to say that for? That would be prompting for us to have a conversation, which we won't be having. So, no, I just think that once once a ship has sailed, let it sail and go on away. It's no need to keep on trying to, you know, hop on board. And, and no, it's done. Instagram is so popular these days. So, of course, you and your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever, both of y'all, nine times out of 10 have Instagram um, around the millennial age or younger. All of us are on Instagram. So I'm wondering how different people handle the whole liking pictures. Does it matter or does it not matter? Is it okay for your significant other to like other girls' pictures? Okay, so with this, I just feel like a lot of people are always on the whole, my man can't like all these girls' pictures and blah, blah, blah. Well, wouldn't you question it if your man was liking all men's pictures? Like, all pictures of men. You wouldn't have a question or that wouldn't raise a flag to you. Yes, I want. he can like other women's pictures. It's fine. That does not mean that he's trying to get in their pants. It's an app that you're supposed to like pictures on. So use the app. <laughs> like that's just period. Like I don't I don't see the big deal in the whole liking other girls' pictures. Like I feel like that's just that ain't nothing that, that's serious. So I don't think it's a thing to be concerned about on the front end. But what I do want to also ask you is does it raise a red flag if you see him liking the same girls' pictures? Like, you know, Shay Shay 97 posting pictures and every single picture, you're liking every single picture that she posts. You know, honestly, I wouldn't feel a way about him liking the same girl picture because I have to think about what I'm doing and I'm going to be seeing the same guys on my timeline. So I'm going to be liking the same people's pictures. So if I don't have a problem with doing, doing it, I don't see why I would have an issue with him liking someone's picture who is posting on his timeline like you see this person so I mean you see the person on your timeline so I wouldn't see how you wouldn't be liking the picture why wouldn't you like the picture unless it's something that you just don't like but I mean it wouldn't raise a red flag to me I mean call me crazy but the social media thing that one is just not one that's gonna get to me it's just not in my opinion it's not even a big deal if you follow someone of the opposite sex that you know and they are on your timeline and you like their picture. However, I do think it is a bit much when you see that they're liking every single picture they post or if the girl is posting something kind of seductive or trying to be extra cute or whatever and your dude is liking her pictures. It's kind of like, 
okay, who is this girl again? Is this your friend from class? Like, have I ever met this girl before? I don't think I've seen her before. So sometimes it can be a little bit sketchy, but overall, I don't think it's weird that your guy or your boyfriend is liking pictures of people of the opposite sex because nine times out of 10, you have guys that you follow that you know or whatever the case may be and you like their pictures. Just as long as it doesn't get a little weird, Overall, I don't see what the big deal is. It's Instagram. Okay, so I feel like this is where it gets tricky. The whole password to your phone thing. Because some people, they have like a more chill approach to it, And some people don't play no games. So do you need the password to your boyfriend or your girlfriend's phone? And do y'all share each other's location? Okay, so I really could get on a soapbox about this, but I'm not. I'm just going to keep my answer really short and sweet and just say, no, I don't need the password to my boyfriend's phone. Um, And I don't have to share location with him. Some of these things I feel like are just kind of new age ways of being in relationships. And I just feel like it's pointless. Your phone is your phone. I don't need to go through your phone. I don't need your password. Like, if you got somebody's password, it's with the intent to use it at some point to go through their phone. And I feel like that does show a lack of trust. But also, I mean, you could, on the flip side, say that a person not giving you their password is showing that you shouldn't trust them or feeling like they got something to hide. So I feel like you could take this in so many different directions. But for me, I don't need nobody's password and I don't need to share no location your word is your word, and that's what it is. I, I'm believing what you say, where you are, and that's just that. I don't have to go through all of that. No, like the answer is no, I don't need that. I don't think it's something that I would just ask for and be like, I need to know the password to your phone. But I feel like it shouldn't be a problem. Let's say if I need to look something up or if you want me to text somebody back, Da, 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 da. And then I'm like, okay, what's the password to your phone? You should just say five, six, seven, eight. It shouldn't be, hold on, let me get it. Let me do it. Hold on, let me. It's like, you know, that's a little sketchy in my opinion. But definitely, I'm not going to be like going in your group message with your friends. I feel like everybody knows the group messages are ruthless anyway. So you don't even want to go in there. I don't see the problem with if I ask you, then just say what it is because then it's kind of like what's the whole secret here but as far as being like yeah I gotta have your password to your phone otherwise I'm gonna think you cheating I don't feel like it's like that but I do feel like maybe if y'all went through something and he cheated on you and now you feel like well I want the password to your phone since you don't have nothing to hide no more then you probably should just give her the password to your phone to show that you don't have anything to hide or whatever until whatever y'all decide to do moving forward. As far as the sharing of the location, I think that isn't a bad thing. I share locations with my friends, but if I was in a relationship and he wanted my location, then if I don't have anything to hide, I really don't see the problem with it because I feel like it's a safety thing and anything could happen. So I think it's not a bad thing to have my location because you're not about to tell me I can't go somewhere. I'm going to go where I want to go and I'm going to do what I want to do as far as hanging out or going out of town or anything like that. So you can see where I'm at because that's where I'm going to be at regardless. And then same with him. So I can see where he's at, but I do feel like it would be weird if I was like, 
share your location with me. I'm sharing mine with, mine with you. And then he would be like, no, I'm not doing that. I feel like that would be a little bit sketchy. This is something that is very intriguing to me because I feel like this is a touchy subject, even though it's not necessarily a serious matter. But this can get real, real fast. If someone new enters the friend group, but they start getting really close with their best friend, will you feel some type of way? Or will that not bother you at all? So I'm going to keep it a book. I am super immature and childish when it comes to this. I 100% would feel a way if someone tried to get really close to my best friend. That is my best friend and the relationship that we share. I feel like I shouldn't have to share her with anybody else in that way. And that's just how I feel. Like, I don't think that I don't think that it's okay for someone to enter our friend group and be trying to get close to you. Like, because at that point, you're doing it on purpose. Because as far as my friends go, I know that they're not seeking out a friendship with you in that way. So why are you sitting up here trying to get close to her? Uh, uh-uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. So it definitely would bother me. I definitely would feel away. So I don't know. You got to take what I say with this one with a grain of salt, because like I said, I'm, I'm always 100 with myself and I know where I lack maturity. And this is a situation where I definitely lack it. I won't necessarily say I'll be bothered, but I'll definitely speak on it because I just want to know what's going on. So if somebody new comes into the friend group and they kind of form their own relationship with my best friend. I can't do anything about that because everybody is grown. You can't stop people from being friends. But I do want to know, hey, like, is this your new best friend? I just want to know because we're best friends and I don't know you know, when this transition started, but it would be just kind of nice to know. But that's really not something you can control. There's nothing you can do about it. You can remove yourself from the situation and distance yourself if you feel like the relationship has changed due to this new relationship that they have formed with each other. But luckily, I've never really dealt with anything to that degree I always find it a little funny. It's kind of like, okay, that's funny. Because I I just know my relationship with my best friends. So anything happens or if anybody gets close to them, it's just kind of like, okay, girl. Because I already know what what we got going on over here. So if somebody else want to call themselves your best friend or or if y'all get cool or y'all get close and do your thing, boo-boo do your thing but I just know what's going on over here but I sh- I don't have a problem being like so y'all best friends what's going on like this your this your new friend or something I don't care I'll ask and nothing wrong with asking mm, that was one that's one of those things where you can't really control other grown people you only can control yourself and how you want to maneuver in the relationship that you have with your friends okay now this is the one that we kind of talked about on episode one and we all were putting in our two cents on how we feel like things should go. Would you want your friend to tell you if they heard your man is cheating on you, but they have no evidence or is that being messy? 
Okay, so I'm going to get a little technical and go into the semantics of what you just said. So you said a friend. And if you're a friend, this is not just an associate. Everybody don't get their friend title. Um, I trust you with my life and you should trust me with yours if we are calling each other a friend. So if it's something that you heard, I would expect you to come and tell me. And I would also expect you to let me know that it's something that you just heard and that you don't have any evidence on. But I should, you know, definitely take this into consideration or with a grain of salt and let it be that. That's not being messy because you don't want someone to be out here looking crazy because the whole city of Memphis, Atlanta, New Orleans or whoever is out here talking or speaking on their relationship in a derogatory way. That's not being messy. That's looking out for your friend so that they'll be two steps ahead of whatever this person thinks that they're doing by spreading whatever rumor or information around that they think, you know, could possibly hurt your relationship. I 100% want my friend to tell me because if you're my friend, you, you gonna know some nonsense when you hear nonsense and you're going to be like, okay, well that ain't worth about nothing. I ain't got the evidence, but I'm already knowing that that ain't worth nothing, but you know me and you know my partner. So you should know whether or not something is worth you even bringing back to me. So I feel like you said friend, 100% a friend can come tell me anything that they've heard, anything. And they're going to know what I care to hear and what I don't. So I don't think that's being messy at all. For me, this is a tough question because I can't stand he said, she said. I cannot stand it. So if you're coming to me telling me about my man and there is no evidence, you don't have no real details then at this point, it's level one gossip. There's nothing I can do with this information other than believe it or not believe it. So would you really blow up your whole relationship over gossip? You know what I mean? That's so juvenile to me. But if you've already had your suspicions and then boom, somebody comes with something they heard, I feel like that's different. I feel like now you might want to start making a, uh, making some decisions as far as what you want to do. I prefer that if someone were to come to me about something, I feel like I need a name, I need a number, I need a place, I need a picture, I need a time, I need a day, I need a date, I need a month. I need something to work with because I know myself and I'm gonna I'm gonna turn up. I'm turning up because I'm not finna sit around and get cheated on and know I'm getting cheated on and not do nothing. That's me personally. I'm not trying to be in nobody else's business and say what other people should do. But I know what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn up and then I'm going to leave. But I'm the type of person I want you to know that I know because you don't need to think that you can play games with me and play um, crazy like you don't know what I'm talking about because I'm going to hit you with the wham wham. Here's the screenshot. Here's the pictures. All of that. So, friends, y'all know me. Don't don't come to me with minuscule. He said, she said, please, because it's just going to get me riled up. And there's nothing there's there's nothing to work with with me being riled up other than now I'm, now I'm suspicious and now I'm going to have to go through phones or something and try to see, you know, if I can find something. But then if you don't find anything, then what? You just going to be sitting around side eye him? If you bring it up and he denies it, okay, now where are we at with it? We still nowhere. 
We still haven't gotten anywhere other than he said this, she said that. Exactly. So it's his word versus what you heard with no evidence. How that sound? Okay. So that's just how I feel about it. But that's just me. Other people do what you want to do because it's your relationship at the end of the day. All right, y'all. It was such a pleasure to come onto the podcast and share my thoughts and my views on these questions. These were some good questions. I ain't gonna lie. Like they really made me think. So I really, really enjoy, you know, being able to do this and you guys inviting me to do this um, over here on The Real Scoop. But yeah, you can follow all of my social media, my Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Kyla Kianze. That's K-E-A-U-N-Z-A. Y'all can follow me and keep up with me there. I'm very active on YouTube. So if you like vlogs and lifestyle, then you can definitely check me out over there. But yes, this was fun. And I definitely cannot wait to come back soon. Thank you, Kyla, for coming on the show. Episode three of The Real Scoop. We talked about boundaries. We got into all the details. And I love how you participated and you were excited to be on this episode as well. Make sure y'all follow her social media accounts and keep up with her. Follow me on social media at chastity underscore Andrea. Uh, follow the real scoop at the real, the letter X scoop. So the real X scoop. Follow my travel tips page at travel tips page. Get my ebook. It's how I describe what I do for a living, how to flip um, contracts for money. That's $2.99 on Amazon. Download the Amazon Kindle app for free, and then you'll be able to read it after you purchase it. Pretty much that that wraps everything up. Thank y'all for listening. Make sure you wash your hands, wear your mask, because coronavirus is real, okay? And I'm out. The OAM Network is an independently run podcast and live production company in Memphis, Tennessee. TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast.